Hey guys, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Nursing Handover podcast. You have your exciting trio. I need to find a good like alliteration <laughs> for a trio. You have your favorite trio back with another episode. You have me, Jerry, got the lovely Diane, and we've got the lovely Carissa here with you this week. How are you guys doing? All good, all fine. I'm just busy with this contraception exam that I've got due soon. But other than that, I'm very well. How are you two? Good, good. Um, yeah, I'm all right, you know. I'm tired. But yeah. I feel like I'm always tired. So <laughs> <laughs> With this course, it's definitely taken its toll. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. Oh, my it. God. How much have you got left of it? Um, five months. Oh, so you, you know just it's halfway. Fly by. Yeah. You know it's gonna fly by. Oh, it needs to because I'm like I was even counting today, like how many weeks are consolidation weeks, just so I can prep myself for like you just have to get to that point where you can kind of do whatever you want. More yeah. Less. Um. Yeah. No, oh, I hear that. What is it about the course that's draining you? Is it the studying? Is it the hours? Is it working and doing the course? What is it? It's like an 18 month two year course packed into a year or less wow that's stress okay um that's basically what it is is you're, you're doing so much work in a very short space of time mm. that you will pass because i will pass but how much of it will you actually retain Mm. do you think what you've learned is like feasible like do you think you'd need it because if I think back to our actual mm. nursing degree there was loads of things that we got taught that I've never used and I learned more <laughs> being on shop floor for real I, I definitely think with this job you because you meet so many different families and different mm. types of families um you're going to learn so much more when you're out in the field yeah like yeah. your foundation you're getting it but to me, this is just like a tiny scratch in the surface. It's not completely all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just find some of the stuff they make us do a waste of time. Mm. You know, is that more so the paperwork or just in general? Mm. The paperwork definitely. Um, I think telling me that I I need thirty six reflection. Thirty six? Are, are you <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow yeah here's me and crying just to redo our rap and you have to redo our rap up we have to read well let me start again geraldine and we're doing we have to revalidation this year on top of that yeah, yeah. Oh gosh i can't think of anything worse yeah so it's just pointless and in and i think another thing that a lot of people don't know and i We'll have a special episode about skiffing, so I won't go on about it too much. Um, all of your work is marked by your practice teacher. So mm. you don't actually have to do it. The university look at it, but they don't mark it. Um, <laughs> this is breaking my heart. Literally, so, so disheartening, isn't it? <laughs> oh. Yeah, because it's and and you can't really standardize it because every practice teacher is different. This so, is it. One practice teacher might say, I want every reflection written down. One might say, I just want to discuss it. And I'm happy mm-hmm. with that. So you can't, there's no like standard of well, we all do this across the board. The only standard thing is submission. You all submit on the same day. But how you do it 
in terms of how your assessor wants it, no, there's no control over that. I just find it mad that it's literally down to your practice tutor. So what's the point of going to uni for this course? Do you get what I mean? Mm. I mean, yeah, I get what you I get what you're saying. I do get what you're saying. Um and to be honest with you, the advice I can give anyone is you need to get on with a practice assessor. Yeah. Because they pass or fail you. Um and unfortunately in that let's be real, someone can fail you because they don't like you. Mm-hmm. But because you can't do it. So you need to have some kind of good working relationship with your assessor, for sure. Oh, yeah, I can definitely see that. Yeah. Yeah. So we give a lot of power to them without realising. This is, yeah, they do have a lot of power. They do. And some of them are really good. And some of them remind you that, you know, I'm the assessor and it's my pin on the line, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But no, it's nearly done. Tech of September is not far away. And oh, not at all. I'll be clink, clinking and probably throwing the laptop on the floor. Wait, <laughs> but don't forget, you have to redo your val- revalidation. No, but I'm doing it as I go along because all these reflections can go towards validation. It's not going to be that hard for me. I'm so jealous. You do realise with um, the revalidation, uh, is this your first revalidation or is this like your second one? No, this second. will be our second. Oh, then you guys know. The first time I did the, the revalidation, I was sweating bullets. I thought you had to re- do all your reflections and I thought you had to submit them, but you don't. Well, 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 well. Hold on right now, right there. We still have to, but ain't no one going to check it, but whoever's signing off your stuff. Yeah. How do they check it? We don't submit it though. That I, I I couldn't believe that. I genuinely couldn't believe it. I went online, ready to submit it, scan it through, and they just didn't want any of it. I think it's yeah. like the rule of thumb in it, um, because so like when I was on intensive care, lo- and the people were doing their revalidations, then a lot of people were being called up by the NMC to actually produce their documents. Mm-mm. But like that was like the only place I had heard that people were actually being pulled up to have things done but no you're very right in terms of like there is ways to essentially invert commerce scam the system because they, mm. if no one's gonna check it anyone can sign you off yeah exactly do that you think helps. do you guys even think that revalidations are helpful no no <laughs> i would i think i would say so if there was maybe a concern to someone's practice then maybe that was raised and then the manager can maybe submit a form to say okay this person may need a revalidation but mm-hmm. other than that no maybe no I just think I don't think so either I, if anything I think it's a tick box exercise and I know there's people that will be like how do you find this many things to talk about or whatever but if you have worked or have nursed in the last three years you'll be fine yeah. yeah it's so true and even yeah. if like you do your mandatory training that all counts as your cpd anyway so yeah, yeah. and all those meetings you have with your colleagues any little feedback even if it's not intentional or formal feedback that still counts as feedback so exactly. literally just write those events down even um, like cards because like in any yeah. we get loads of cards from patients and 
like they'll be scanned on and sent to us even if it wasn't directly to me and it was to like, adult nurses all it says is to the, to the nursing team so that can yeah. be used no one's coming to come shoot me there's many no. things you feel like your revalidation and stuff like that but girl it sounds like your course is actually taking its toll mm. it's it's come to the point where it's like you're on fire every day I think that's kind of what it is um <laughs> There's just so much to do and you just don't have enough time to do it in, more or less. Um, so like I think I've said it so many times, you know, I have two assignments, I have the portfolio and I have two exams all before like the end of May. So mm-hmm. the portfolio will be in this week. The prescribing document will be in this week. Then we go back to uni for lectures next week. I have a mock exam to actually do before the week ends. have a... A job interview on Thursday and then I have to hand in a primacy essay the second week of May and I think a day or two later is when the public health essay is due then the exam for maths and then the OSCE exam for management so that's all between now and the end of May I'm actually crying like there's tears in my eyes you may not see it but there's actual tears in my eyes just hearing what you have to do how do you like like, I know we're going to have a proper skiffing episode, but this is so in- interesting. How do you actually plan your time and dedicate what <laughs> to what mm. alongside placement and, like, life? Like, did you would you have, did you have find it easier when lockdown was proper lockdown? Now that outside's open, it's a bit like... Uh, well, temptation, the thing, the thing about yeah. you, I don't have time to go outside. So <laughs> even though outside is open, I haven't been... Like, okay, the most I've done is on the weekend, I went to get my eyebrows and my eyelashes done. But That's a must. That is a must. Let's not lie. Yeah, I haven't gone to any <laughs> shop. I haven't gone anywhere. I've not done, I've not gone out and enjoyed lockdown freedom because I've been going to placement and coming home. And yeah. when I come home, literally, I might rest for a few hours mm. and I try and do 500 words of one essay um, and just try and discipline myself. It's very hard, though. Um. I have to force myself to do a lot of the work because I hate looking at the computer all the time. It's frustrating for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, I um, I, but yeah, I just try to be very regimented. I'm a very good procrastinator. I'm very good at saying I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. And then two weeks or a week later, I'm like panicking and doing all-nighters. Um, I'm trying not to do that this time around. Um, yeah, so I'm trying to just do 500 words every day. Mm-hmm. I haven't even started revising for the OSCE exam I'm going to do that like when it's like two weeks to go um, yeah I feel like especially with OSCEs if you know the basics there's no point stressing yourself out to try and be perfect that yeah sense. that's true that's yeah. true and I guess I'm at home doing the OSCE so you know I'm just gonna put that out oh, there is it gonna be like a zoom call a virtual OSCE well all my uni's been at home I've never gone to university physically oh wow would wow, you prefer okay. to would you ever prefer to go in? Yes and no. Sometimes I think I've missed the interaction from my class. I've only hmm. I met two people from my class for the first time last week. We've been in the same class since September. Wow. Well. Um, so I missed the interaction from having people around and like chatting and hmm. being one another. But at the same time, being at home, I've saved money. Um, I haven't had to physically go there all the time, which is, I guess, kind of nice. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, then the home and work lines are blurred. Yeah. Yes. 
because I'm always doing work. I'm working at work and I'm coming home and I'm doing work at home. Wow. Um, and if I'm not working at home, I'm feeling guilty that I'm not working. So I think that's the hard thing of just also like working from home. Because I think when, like last year when COVID like really kicked off and people started working from home and we were still pretty, we were still clinical. I remember yeah. that being something that my mum said that like, she constantly spent all her time working in the front room so that when she actually yeah. wanted to stress and relax, she couldn't she because she just, yeah. she just felt like I always have to work. And like you're saying, those lines just merge. It's like, when do you actually ever get to de-stress? Stop. Because you're also and doing uni from home. Yeah. Like placement like, sometimes from home. Right now sitting, obviously people that are listening, you can't see where I'm sitting. But this is like my base. I do everything here. Well, so I do my uni here. I do my work here. I rest here. I chill here. Most of the time it's here. Um, God, it takes a different type of mental focus and mental strength, you know, to just be like, okay, I'm nearly done. I'm nearly done. It is hard. Like I I say to anyone, it's the hardest course I've ever done. And I've done my NICU courses, the degree course is the hardest. What is this course again? It's the Specialist Community Public Health. Right. Health visiting branch. Yeah. Out there. (laughs) (laughs) Would you be putting... Would Sorry, you be prescribing on. as well? No, no. Yeah, I will be prescribing. Right. God, so it's quite a bit. It's quite a good one. I can't lie though. Seeing like I think just being with being with you on this journey, I don't know why they don't make it into like an eighteen month course or or, or a two year course. Mm. Like they're well, actually killing you guys. It's going to become a two year course, but it's going to become like an apprenticeship. This is so what's going to be the same. Um, Which I guess makes it harder because it'll be kind of similar towards like I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with like the changes to mentorship. So like it's all pretty much done in house now instead of mm-hmm. you actually going to uni, yes. doing the training and all that jazz. Yeah, which is a big shame to be honest. It Do is. you think? Yeah. yeah. Because you think about it, if you went to uni for mentorship, you've got an actual qualification, whereas. Yeah apprenticeship or whatever it is they're doing anyone can mark you off and you don't actually have like a certificate to say that you've actually completed it okay Mm. word of mouth and a tick box exercise definitely yeah so it's Um, not really assessing you fairly yeah it devalues it to me i think it doesn't Mm. uphold the respect that it does if you have a qualification and Mm. A lot of jobs, if you look at them, still ask for a mentorship qualification. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, it's that is still holding a lot of weight. It's the same as like the NICU courses when they said that, oh, we're going to start doing them in house. And I thought, well, I'm going to ha- have to get mine done from uni, like ASAP. ASAP, yeah. Because to me, it, to me, this might sound bad, but it doesn't hold weight when it's done in house unless you're coming from a repeatable hospital where the trust is well known and they're like world class and trailblazers for that type of care that you're giving then yes but if you've come from like a hospital or special measures and done an in-house course I don't know how credible or how much I would trust what you're doing and sorry that sounds awful but no I agree with you though because I think back to like when I did my A&E course like I know now the A&E courses are done are done done you know well are done pan London wide um but when I did mine mine was in-house it was just because of where I did it, everywhere I go, everywhere they see it, they're just like, oh, 
this is wonderful. But yeah, if I'd done it in like a DGH, and for those who don't know what DGH is, a district general hospital, I think people would be like, oh, this is just some any, any course. course. That's, mm. that's just been done on the sidelines. But no, I kind of agree with, with what Diane said. So like, if you've got done it, gone to uni or done it at a reputable hospital of some sort of nature, it holds so it much holds more value. Yeah, it really does. It does, for sure. So... The plan is for the course to become, like I said, an apprenticeship and be over two years. And it's for nurses to enter as a band fire. So the role that I had before I went back to NICU and then went to do the course. So you'd be yeah. a staff nurse in a health visiting team or a school nurse team. And then you would then do modules and you just build up the modules. So you got your six, basically, and you became a band six school nurse or a health visitor. See, that sounds like stress. Right. Let me just do the course mm. and die, and then no one can say anything <laughs> for a I short just, period of time to get out of the way. Like, exactly. It, I don't know. I just, I just kind of look at it and I thought to myself, two years. First of all, pardon me, two years is a long time because your pay. If you've been on a higher banding, you have to drop while doing the course. Mm-hmm. So if you're on yeah. two years of that pay, that's a lot for someone to have to change for two years. First of all. Mm-hmm. Um, to like authority because if you've been a staff nurse in the team let's say for like a year and now you're going to become a six essentially the more responsibility you get you're going to start leveling up with your with your senior yeah what if someone doesn't want to be told or what if someone says i know what to do i've been doing that because the staff nurse role is similar to the health visitor, and that's another issue that we're seeing with the skiffing role and the service mm-hmm. And I'll talk more about that when we have the episode. But staff nurses do a lot. Yeah. Um, they do a lot. I think they, in some trusts, they don't carry a caseload, some that they do, but they still have enough work to do, if that makes sense, alongside the other health Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's going to be interesting what happens to the service. I agree and, with you in terms yeah. of like the financial aspect. Because I think if you are like, you know, you're already a band six or you're already a band seven, you come back down to do the course just to be able to move up the ladder or whatever. It's a long time to drop and it's a lot of money to drop. Um, And I think this is where it would have, this is where I guess the in-house, it kind of plays a part because if you're doing it in-house, they can still pay you at whatever your grade is. Whereas if you're doing, even if you're doing it through your trust, you can negotiate a pay for them to continue to pay you but if you've like left your job as a band six to go and retrain as a band five for two years that's that's a very big change and it's not even like like the way diane tells us about it it's not even like you've actually got time to consider bank or making money on the side like it's not gonna happen no, no. some people do it and i'll commend them like if you um follow ask nurse she does what bank and it's people on my course do do bank but anyone who knows me, I'm a bank fiend. I don't do it. I'm a big procrastinator. I love money. The opposite. But I don't go and make more money. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I love money, but I don't go and make more of it. Um, yeah. And it is a course that I don't know how people find time to do it. Um, I don't because I like to sleep. I like to lie there and do nothing. And how they even get the mental energy to now go and do work for twelve hours, I don't know. I, I commend them. I really do. Um, my own mom has asked me, "Why are you not doing bank?" And I'm like, "Do you want to look at the work I have to do, babe?" Just I can't me lie though. <laughs> when you look at that money dropping your account, that's a different. Right, you'll that's be something running. else. 
You'll literally be running to I every mean, bank yeah. if there is. Yes and no. Because in my head, I kind of feel like, yeah, the money's nice, but it's short-term pleasure. I'll spend it and have to make it again. And I'm tired. Mm. Um, To me, to do bank, oh, my God, I have to really, 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 really need the money. I'll be honest. Um, But I live at home. So I guess I have that luxury. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, that also works in your favour. I live at home. My money is my money. So I guess, yeah, it's an option that I can afford to have as an option. I know some people, it's not an option for them. So I get it completely. Yeah. No, that makes sense. The hand is forced, more or less. Yeah. Yeah. Exactamundo. But honestly, before you know it, I want to say you'll blink and it'll be done. But no, this, this, you're, it's currently painful where it's at. <laughs> but it will be done soon. All, all that's keeping me going is I'm trying to plan stuff to do on the weekend that gets mm. me through the week. So if I know mm. that I have this this week, I have that next week, I know, okay, right, just get through this week and you're done. And it's not so much the placement, because I enjoy being at placement. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the theory. I can imagine. Yeah. like, But I guess that's kind of everything, because, like, I could, well, I guess what I'm about to say kind of speaks for possibly all three of us. Mm. Like, like the actual nursing course, the theory took so much more out of us than actual placement. They were, don't get me wrong, the places that we went to that we did not like, mm, and yes. that becomes difficult. But the theory side of things is a lot harder than the physical work. It's just mentally draining. It's it's knowing you've got work to do, and it's then mm. facing the work, and that in itself takes mental energy. Mm. And oh, definitely. It's just so mentally draining. And like Diane, I would like to just lay there and sleep. But when you know you've got so much theory to do, you can't switch off mentally. So even if you lay down, you just can't switch off mentally. And then it becomes a vicious cycle. You're not switching off. You're not having time to reflect. You face the work and you just, you just, I just can't do it. It's just, it's mentally overwhelming at times. No, I definitely agree because it's like, well, like you said, you just can't rest. When you know, yeah. like if you know you only had one one thing to do, you know you can let that slide a bit. Mm. But with what you stated that you've got to do be- between now and the end of May, you don't physically have the time. Mm. No. no, and I think that's kind of what frustrates me in a way that, to me, the way I see it is you need, if you want to create competent professionals, you need to give them time to do the work. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But it's, it is all money and politics and having a new intake every year and showing the deans of colleges that, you know, look, we have this many people that we we employ or that we get onto the course and this many finish and look, look, look at us. That's how I view it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do sometimes think they forget about the people that actually have to do the course physically, um, yeah. emotionally and mentally, because you're also seeing things, you're being exposed to different things and everything's always very nice. Um, and you have no protected time. That's something I'd make it very clear. Mm. So my assessor carries a caseload, and I'm building my caseload, and she has no time. There is no time that she can stop and sit with me and do stuff. We do stuff as we're working. Um, nothing. She has about like protected. You said she has about like three hundred cases, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, imagine. Plus you and your cases. Yeah. Yeah. And. Because obviously I'm in student mode, what anything I'm doing, she's like a seventeen. Yeah. So wow. her work is my work. Yeah. 
And I can't believe there's no protected time. Like it's still, but then saying that, we all know that in all of nursing there isn't. Because when even when we have students, yeah, there's, there's no, no time. protected time at all. It yeah, no. It, it, it kind of drives, it makes you, it, I find it very amusing. You know, you want people to find time when there's no time, but you want them to be the best. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's so hard. And you want you want them to give like a hundred and ten percent. How? Yeah. How am I supposed to do this when I've got like, like you know my maximum plus more amount of patients and life? Not even my personal a, life, just work life to deal with. This is it's it. a very pressuring job in all aspects. Literally, even when you're studying nursing, the medical field, it's such a pressuring career in in all aspects. It, literally mm. it is but yeah like Gigi said we'll have an episode on it mm-hmm. and, and just talk about it but anybody that does want to do it just please jump in the dms i'm happy to talk to anyone about the course i really don't mind and as much as i'm complaining about it it will be worth it the accolades will look nice at the end of my name and you know <laughs> definitely it's, it's more ching ching and more know, spending money yeah Exactly, and I'm a step closer good. to my wagon. I'm a step closer to my mansion. You know, exactly. good. Um, and also just knowledge. I have more knowledge. I have more skill. I have more expertise in an area that I'm passionate about, and I think that's the driving force. Even when it gets hard, it's like I want to make a difference. I know why I'm doing this, and that's what's keeping me pushing, more or less. And you no, want to I make yourself that. proud, you know. I guess even though it's pressurizing now, and even though it's intense especially in the period that you are now I guess afterwards you can actually look back and be like I've done x y and z in this amount of time this is look at me like this is who I am like it's 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 going to be really satisfying you're going to be so proud of yourself I hope so I'm not very good at self-praise but (laughs) I mean (laughs) when it's finished and I see that it's passed I'll be happy yeah of course and I think what I guess one of the hardest things about it is we've been qualified for so long. Yes, we've done other courses along the way, but we haven't actually had to go back to proper uni uni. Yeah. Like, sure. I'm just thinking the thought of me actually going back to uni actually terrifies me. It does? Like, if it was, a, yeah, because like, if it was an in-house course or something, I could do it. That I can whip out the backup, like, that can be done. Mm. then this again goes in with like is it even is the course that I'm doing in-house even accredited whereas if I know this is actually going to make life-changing decisions it's a bit Mm. like am I actually ready to go through all of that again all that stress like those Mm. nights that we spent in the library drinking Red Bull and you know pro class like I can't I just can't put myself through that again oh my god (laughs) (laughs) Oh, like, oh I can't God. do it I, I cannot do I have, it I have photos of myself leaving like <laughs> the library that morning no and way we were just thinking to like, it was like a little party that we were working and knocking back any energy supply possible just to make sure that we could <laughs> we could just submit that work honestly like Mad. I literally have palpitations the thought of any time <laughs> those flashbacks come back even if I see a packet of her plaster, like I think I'll cry, like I cry inside. Like, I just, oh. You can't forget. Oh, it. You see it in the shop and you just remember instantly. 
oh you know God. like the TikToks that say me showing you a picture of me and showing you what killed me that <laughs> that no it's I remember bringing my laptop to placement on a night shift and doing my essays see all of that anytime I, I don't miss it or begging your begging whoever's on shift to like let you go for an hour or so because it's quiet to go and just write your essays this for is real. it we have suffered, God. you know. For one percent, guys, <laughs> we have suffered. It's PTSD for real. We're not respected. That doesn't make me angry. Honestly, <laughs> it just makes you think. Look at all the effort. Like we, it, yes, like nursing has always been a vocation inverted commas. But look at how much work and effort, blood, sweat, and tears goes into it. Right, legit, it's so much more than a vocation now. I think 20, 30, 40 years ago, it was a vocation. Mm. It was very practical. We we yeah. were we were we were significantly below doctors. We didn't really have much to say. We more we did more than we, we said anything. We weren't really heard. We just mm-hmm. were yeah. around. We kind of catered to the the personal needs of the patient as opposed to the clinical and medical needs. But yeah. now we're professionals in our own right. We have nurse consultants. You yeah. know, yeah, nurse. You have nurses that are now doing surgical procedures. Um, yeah, you have A and A. Uh, I can't speak. Advanced A&P's. practitioners. You know, you have mm. advanced practitioners in A and E. We're almost. We're we're not almost. We're at the level of doctors in some regards. Yeah, and I agree with that. We know we're doing more than they know what they're doing. And any doctor listening, I'm very sorry. It's the truth. Like, yeah, it's true. They will turn around and ask sorry, you, guys. "What do you want me to do?" That's it. And we hold a lot of weight on the shop floor. You know. And anywhere we go, we do hold a lot of weight. We have the most patient contacts. Mm-hmm. It's true. You know, in all, but be it community, be it in a day surgery, be it acute, we have the most contact with our patients. So, yeah. to me, we do a lot more than the job description, actually. We, and all of every nurse does more than the, the job description. We all do. Mm-hmm. 100%. And it should be respected. Society should learn to respect us more. Oh, well. well. As long as I, I never want to hear I pay your wages ever again. Oh, who, who said that? Oh, oh girl. <laughs> Have you yeah, had girl. people saying that to you? Oh, my God. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, when it's like long waits. Oh, my God. People are tired of waiting. I'll be like, why is it taking so long? I pay your wages. I demand to see someone. Ugh. Oh, please. You that would, yeah, that would infuriate me. You might even get it in sexual health, like after long waits, and people are just like, "You're wasting my time." Like, yeah, I think a lot of people oh. are really entitled. They just don't understand how much the NHS is actually giving to them, and they're literally just taking advantage of it. And they don't exactly. respect the fact it's not only them waiting to be served or to be seen. You know, exactly. <laughs> and then you've got to explain to them why, you know things aren't running as smoothly as they would like because there are emergencies happening and other things that are taking place Mm -hmm. but people don't care they only want what suit what serves them best so true it's just boy 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 how is back to school been because you've been (laughs) been back to school queen she's now back for one day how is that I've been back for one day and I want to go back on holiday. <laughs> Someone take my caseload and, you know, I'll see you in September. 
Let's swap. Come on. Oh man. No, no, I can't lie. I, I can't do what you're doing right now. <laughs> you can keep that. <laughs> but no, like I can't lie, I really, really, really enjoyed this holiday. Maybe it was because, you know, we had a little bit of freedom towards the end of it. But I, I like I said, I just want to go back on holiday. Like I've already started counting down to the next half term. Mm. when is the next one it is the uh, last week in may so it's Look, like the oh, not i even know not the dates long. even know the dates but no it's going to fly by long. there's lots, there's lots <laughs> of things long. that need doing in the meantime but no they're gonna get done it'll be fine but now i'm trying to even think to myself do i want to do the skiffin but i can't lie what diane's going through i don't know if i really want it like i'm being honest you know what? You can do it, but you have to be very disciplined and very organized. And I think I'm an organized person, but it's just a lot in a year. That's that's and that's that's the honest truth. You know me, guys. Anyone you lot, you heard me on forty plus episodes. I will not lie to you. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a challenge at times. Mm. Even the aunties that I'm working with that are on the course, they're crying. They're physically they crying. crying more. Oh. What do you mean? They've been crying more because it's harder for them. Boy, like <laughs> it actually just—it actually just seems like stress. Like cool. Honestly, like you I guys are like... making me feel anxious about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, I'm just there like, what is this? Oh my god, my stomach feels all bubbly and butterfly. I honestly yeah. like, even for us, it's not so bad going back to uni because you know it's about three between three to five years since we were last in uni but for those people that haven't been to uni in like the last 10 years I'm actually pulling my hair out just for them because it's just (laughs) it's just a lot but no like yeah well I'm back to schools back to seeing the kids doing what we need to do I know sooner or later we're gonna start having we're gonna start having face-to-face meetings I don't know how that's gonna work when we have literally back-to-back meetings as it is now um yeah apart from that I'm all right you know just plodding along as always trying to see what (laughs) what's happening in the world for me whether I will stay in school nursing or whether I'm gonna fly the nest I don't know or whether I'll complete the skiffin we'll see come and join me I don't know like I said your experience Mm. alone is scaring me (laughs) (laughs) but no I actually don't know like as much as I really enjoy nursing I'm currently enjoying what I'm doing to an extent um I just want to I know it's all trial and error but I want to find what actually works for me like it's quite hard and I've done quite a lot of things I actually am interested in but I don't know which one's actually calling my name yeah mm. which I think is now becoming the, the the more so difficult part about it all because it's like you do want to specialize but you want to specialize in the right thing you want to go to something that actually has prospects of course so I, I don't really know it's time to go back to the drawing board and see what the plans are but it will fall into place sooner or later definitely it will definitely you will know what course is calling your name like you said you would literally look at mm. something you'll be like right this is what I want to do yeah so like I'm I wouldn't say I'm not bothered um I am bothered 
But it's literally just going to be looking, seeing what I want to do, seeing, like, for example, if the skiffing is something I want to do, it needs to be something that I definitely want to do. I don't, I think having Diane's first-hand experience, it's not something that I could just do because, because I want to. It needs to be something that I'm truly passionate about. So yeah. we will see. But I think that's the same yeah. with like anything, really. You yeah. only flourish if it's something that you're truly passionate about. And if you're not passionate about it, good luck, honey. Good yeah. luck. No, that's that's very true. Um, and also as well, I think it also depends on like, what direction of your career to go in. Because mm. there are some people who have moved up the ranks about having the skiffing course. Yeah. But there are also some trusts that want the, their professionals to have the course as well. But sometimes I think it's not even just a skiffing course. I just think they want a postgrad course. Yeah. A postgrad course in anything. They just want to know that you, you know, you've gone up to like either postgrad or master's level in something. Mm. Whatever it may be. So I can't lie, going to uni seems like it has to be on the cards eventually. It's just a matter of when and yeah. what, what to do it in. Mm. But you'll manage with everything in life, you know. What can you do? No, definitely. Especially yeah, when we're learning. So we, we kind of, it's inevitable, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. To think, I thought nursing was going to be me working asses all day long and I'd never have to go back to uni again. That's a complete lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and I didn't think we'll be reflecting, 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 reflecting all the time. Everything is about reflection now. Mm. And evidence-based practice, but that was instilled in us way before we even started nursing. But no, I think, I can't lie, I think reflective piece is actually quite great. So then you can look back on your own on your own work and see how you can improve mm. do you guys actually prefer reflective work or do you guys prefer specific medical models I think I'm more of a medical model I think it depends person than a reflection person I think it depends if I'm honest it depends on the module but in terms of like the reflection mm. there's no wrong way to wear a reflection I think that's why I like it because then no one can tell yeah. me that I got it wrong Mm. that's the only reason why I'd probably yeah. pick reflectives over actual exams and stuff like that because it's my mm. it's my reflective no one I may write it in the wrong way that's fine but the message I'm trying to convey will be there yeah yeah that's a good point actually I guess it's less work at the same time because you can't really get it wrong so well you'd hope so yeah it makes sense actually. we definitely hope so Oh God! What about you, Dan? I think you have to be really off track. And because, I don't know. I don't think I'm academic, though. I do a lot of courses. So I don't know what's wrong with me. But <laughs> um, I prefer to be reflective because I'm quite descriptive, mm-hmm. and I, I can talk a lot about mm-hmm. what, and my memory is quite good. But I'm also somebody who can write something down, forget for two years, and read it, and go back to that moment straight away. Like, yeah. So I find it's powerful to write, to reflect that way. And medical okay. is too much. It's too much for me. No, oh, that's fair. But you're being honest and that's the main yeah. thing. You're being open and honest about it. And this just shows you that even like alone, yeah. just between the three of us, we have so many different learning styles and ways that, you know, we yeah. learn to be able to change, our, change and enable our practice. Yeah. 
Yes, very true. Yeah. But what I wanted to ask Lisa is this contraception exam. So, what does it yeah. involve? Like, how long is it going to take? to like to do it? So it's um so they've recently changed it. Hmm. So they recently changed it. Last year, the contraception um exam was just an exam online that you did, and it was a multiple choice question, and that was it. And you got a letter of competence, and then you were able to do the implants, and then you were able to do everything else afterwards. But for some reason, they changed the whole setup. So now there's mandatory training you have to do online you then need to submit the certificates and then there is um discussions of certain scenarios you have to discuss and get signed off and then you do the online exam and then on top of the online exam you then have to do um an OSCE and another written exam apparently so we were going through it I was going through it with my uh the practice leader for my sign-offs and mm. because it's all new to her we were literally just going through the syllabus and we were like oh my god like there's I mean it's good but there's a lot of sections to it um so yeah so basically to tonight tomorrow I need to get stuff uploaded of the e-learning that I've done We've done some of the scenarios today and she's going to, and she's going to sign it off tomorrow morning. And then this week, it's just about me uploading all the documents online for her to sign off. Mm. And then this weekend, I'll do the exam online, which is called the OTA, which is now, I think, called online theory assessment. It's an hour. It's a 50 multiple, multiple choice questionnaire. It's open book. So you, you can have your information there but a lot of people are saying you need to know what's going to be in the question and the questions and you need to you need to basically find the information quickly because you don't really have a lot of time per question Mm -hmm. um so it's more strategic like the practice leader was saying to me today a lot of this is strategic learning you need to know just know the curriculum just know what you need to like pass and have the um the relevant information there in front of you and then in regards to the OSCE because it's all new she doesn't really know I mean they're going to be contraception scenario based but she can't really tell me what exactly about and to what depth and what even the marking criteria is so we were looking for the marking criteria and we can't even find it so it'll be interesting to see yeah Mm. so it's a new curriculum for the contraception um now so I'll be the first year doing it so yeah how long oh it's in a matter of a couple weeks a week I can't like this also sounds like a lot of work to do so (laughs) so the thing is with the contraception course you do contraception in the clinic anyway so the only difference is I don't have a PGD for it. So I do the okay. full assessment. I do the full um, contraception assessment in clinic. And then I make my own decision. I go to a prescriber and say, look, this is what I think will be beneficial for the patient. This is the fam- This is the history, the family history. And then they assess. And then they're like, okay, cool. We're happy for you to, to 
give it to them and then they prescribe it for you. So you kind of do it, do the work and do the scenarios already, but it's putting it into an exam sort of environment um, where it changes. But yeah, I mean, the work that we have to do, my the apparently the OSCE exam for me is booked in for next week, Wednesday, and for other two nurses. But we legit had no clue what the whole assessment entailed in terms of uploading certain documents, how many of these documents we had to do, how many reflections we also had to do, and how many... Yeah, it's, we didn't know. Nobody knew until we went through it today with the practice leader. Jeez. Wow. So it is a bit of pressure from now until Wednesday, but, yeah, I'd rather get it out of the way, really. I don't blame you, but I just don't understand how they can give you an OSCE without telling you roughly what's going to be in the OSCE. Do you get what I mean? Like, you know, I'm, like, yeah. Yeah. Have a, like, there's going to be, like, you would learn, like, I don't know, four scenarios and, you know, one's going to be picked. But going in completely blind, it's a bit easy. Yeah. It's a bit. Yeah, so... Sorry, go on. No, as in, I agree the same way. Like, it's a short space of time to practice. Yeah. And if you're doing it in mm. practice time and you're being supported and supervised, I think that makes you a lot more nervous and you'd be more impaired. Yeah. So the scenarios that we were giving aren't really scenarios. They're just topics. So they're going to be about emergency contraception. So we need to know everything about emergency contraception. They're going to be about com- combined hormonal contraception, progesterone-only contraception, and also a big one is postnatal contraception as well. So that's another big one. Mm. And that's it. Those are our heads up, <laughs> heads up topics. But yeah, they're quite. They're still quite vague, though. Wow. Yeah, very, <laughs> very vague. But you've got so these. that's what the practice leader was saying. Just make sure. Yeah. She's like, just make sure your your assessment is thorough. And I was mm. going through all my assessments today, and she's she was happy with them. She was like, yeah, I think you're good. Um, yeah, I, she was. I like, just don't. I think her reading through everything today. Mm-hmm. She said it's a lot to do, but it's also not a lot to do. It's just getting it done. If you just get it done, don't faff about. You'll be fine. Yeah, and but that's easy to say. I think that's the approach I've just got to take. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But no, you guys are going to pass with flying colours. And you know your exam, is it external? Like external um, markers or whatever? It's not like your development that's going to be the one doing the hockey? Yeah, it will be my practice facilitator. So the lady I was with today, and I think one of the... uh, one of the um consultants doing it as well but the consultant is part of the um faculty of sexual and reproductive health so they have to be part of that for them to uh really assess you i think they have to be a specialist in contraception um but with the multiple choice exam we get our results straight away and i don't actually like that It just immediately if you have if you haven't legit yeah and you have to pay seventy five pounds so we have to pay an extra so we have to pay two hundred and fifty pounds to enroll ourselves onto this diploma. Why is your trust not paying this? 
Okay, fair enough. It gets reimbursed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to be fair, it's already been approved. So I paid it last month and they're reimbursing me this month. So that's fine. And then we have to pay £75 to do the exam. Are they going to reimburse that too? No. No, that's cheeky. That's cheeky. (laughs) They want something for their service that they're not willing to pay for. Mm -mm. Mm. But, you know, it's for your own learning. This is it. Yeah. And progression, I guess, as well. It's got to be done. Yeah, for sure. We worth it in the end. Honestly. 100%, yeah. Next week, you'll be telling us that you've passed. Just like the same way in five months' time, Dan's going to tell us she's passed and that this course is over. You guys will be fine. God willing. You guys have got this. You do indeed. I just want to sleep. I just want to get home, (laughs) shower, and just lay down and be a sloth. Like, I want someone to even feed me. I'll be happy. <laughs> Just let me be. Honestly, that sounds great. <laughs> that sounds absolutely great. <sighs> but no, Brilliant. I think that's all we've got time for this week, though. So thank you, ladies. Thank no, you. Thank you. As always, guys, feel free to hit us up on our Nursing Handover podcast page on Instagram. And for us separately, for Diane, it's at DD Lutz with a Z at the end. For Clarissa, it's Clarissa Ferrara, just together yeah. on Instagram. And for me, it's at Jellybean with three L's and two A's. Don't forget, you can also hit us up on our email address, which is at the Nursing Handover Podcast, alongside the Twitter account at the underscore handover. And we'll be back next week with another episode. We hope you've enjoyed this week. So stay safe as always, guys, and take care. And we'll we'll be back next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.